With spring right around the corner, maybe you like me, you're excited to get out for longer walks and runs, pick up a new book to read outside, or just get out and explore new neighborhoods and food. Or we could do all three wrapped in one. Our friends over at Read and Run Chicago are expanding to nearby Lamont for three different meetups. The group is like a combination running club, book club, and neighborhood tour, and each route in Lamont is about three miles paired with a different book from Pat Camaliere's Corotazi Historical Mystery Series. Afterwards, you'll get to sit down with the author and historian and sample some food from local restaurants. The first run is Saturday, March 23rd. Spots are limited and are going to go fast. So register now at readandrunchicago.com or find the link on their Instagram at readandrunchicago. Today on CityCast Chicago, it's the final day of our fall getaway guide. We've already given you road trips in every direction and day trips off the metro, but it wouldn't be autumn without some time in nature. So we're talking camping, glamping, and all things hiking trails. It's Thursday, September 28th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago's talking about. Me, myself, I'm a little bit of a camping skeptic. So I brought in my friends from the popular TikTok and Instagram account, Black People Outside, to give us some tips on how to prepare and where to go across the Midwest. Welcome back to CityCast Chicago, Chevy Lanier, and welcome back, Cam Stanton. Yo, yo. Y'all are across all seasons. I've seen y'all sledding in the winter, hiking in the rain during the spring. I see y'all out on the lake in the river during the summer. And now that we're transitioning into the fall, uh, what are some of those differences between summer camping and fall camping in the Midwest? Start with the colors, baby. Start with the colors. Tell them about the colors. Tell them about the colors. Let them know. Let them know. Tell them about the colors. But yeah, it's just, the temperature is just a little bit colder overnight, but it's not very much different from when you like camp in the mountains. You know, it gets cold overnight, but it's pretty nice during the day. It may rain a little bit more, so we bring extra layers, we bring extra clothes, we bring stuff that's going to keep us dry. Um, and we just pretty much like prepare for pretty much anything in the fall okay. because you can always have to prepare for anything, but really the fall, you can really get snow on Halloween like we did that one year. So you never really necessarily know. Okay, so when you're thinking about what you're packing now that you're adding some extra layers to there, you know, how are you conserving space? What are the the necessities, the go to items when you're planning for a a fall camping trip? Yeah, I like to make a list, but like my main things that I like to go to are my Costco 32 degree heat. Uh, They're like a thermal. I have they're pretty thin, but they're thermals and I got a top and I got a bottom and I wear that under everything and I have I wear that under everything. So I always bring those. And then we use these hot hands, the hand warmers. We put them in our uh, pockets or we put them in our uh, sleeping bag. And then we use the hot hands feet warmers, which you put on the bottom of your sock. People don't know about those because I feel sometimes Let so know. We pack those as well. And then we always bring a, a rain uh, jacket and we always bring a windbreaker because those are two different things that we have learned about the hard way. Okay, so Chevy got the clothes. Cam, what are some of the other essential things that people need to bring, you know, whether they're doing car camping or whether they're mm-hmm. camping outside just straight up? If you're camping outside straight up, I'm telling you the first thing, you want to make sure you got a good fire going, keep you some easy going fire starters. 
They're like little, little quick bricks that you can light up. They take any little flame pretty well. And you can put three of them together, any little lump of wood. You got a real good fire going, I'm telling you. Makes it a lot easier. It keeps you from trying to rub sticks together. Um, an- another good one, I advise people to try and get a cooking stove, man. You you want to be able to make it as comfortable as possible, especially if in the colder times you want to make you a nice, look, Chevy puts together a ramen. Look, you would think, you over- <laughs> look, you'd think you're overseas. I'm telling you, on a campsite, it's crazy. But... <laughs> You want something to warm your body up and the Chevy hit on the clothes, but otherwise, uh, and the tent and the tarp. The tent, that's super tent, important. Tarp, yes. If you if you have a tent, if you're tent camping, make sure you have a tarp underneath, and if possible, make sure you have something to kind of go over the top to make sure it doesn't leak inside. But you definitely mm-hmm. want one for underneath because as you sweat, the condensation is going to get everything inside your tent wet. So it's a good thing mm-hmm. to have a under layer as well. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. You talked about wanting to cook to be comfortable, wanting to make sure you bring some fire starter equipment with you. Chevy, are there any fire rules in Illinois that you've had to learn about during your journey? No, I've always been a baby arsonist, so I pretty much know exactly <laughs> what to burn. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but when when you're going through the parks, do are there signs or, or things that yeah. people should because you know people don't we don't want people to just be out here starting fires whenever and wherever. Yeah. Yes. Always look for signs. There's, there's usually designated areas. Always look for signs. We recently just left Seattle where there was a no fire uh, ban. It was a fire ban. Never seen that before. But they were literally like, don't you dare light a campfire. It'll, t- it'll take mm-hmm. everything out. So there's mm-hmm. yeah. usually a lot of signage, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And do and research before I go anywhere to any park, I always look and see. Like if we're camping, I always try to see if they have wood on site, if I should stop at a local place and bring the wood. Because okay. you always want to don't bring your own wood into other places because you introduce species and stuff to in different areas that is not used to that. So you can cause other problems, but you always burn your wood where you buy it. And so I'll get wood out there or I will possibly make sure if I can't get the fire, I'll make sure I bring my stove. I make sure I have enough propane or butane, depending on which stove I'm using, because there are alternates. And so if you don't have a camp stove and they say no fires, how are you going to eat? Mm-hmm. So you should probably invest in one of those. But usually the website will tell you if there's a fire ban or if no fires are allowed. But a lot of, we've never really had issues with just using our camp stove for it's coming to worse. I love how quick all this information just sort of flows out of both of y'all, how y'all work off of each other. Um, you talked about the ramen already, but what is the best meal that y'all have made while being? Uh, lamb chops and fried chicken. Oh, man, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> lamb chops, fried chicken. <laughs> Outside on the camp stove, stop man. playing with me. No, look, you ain't even ready. You ain't even ready. You ain't even ready. <laughs> ain't even ready. I promise you. So, like, we'll we'll marinate the chops, bring them out, slap them on the gr- <laughs> over a campfire. You know, you got the cast iron. A bear pulled up. He was like, "You want a piece?" He said, "Yeah." And he went on. <laughs> and he went on about his day. Like it was real good. I'm telling you. And then the fried chicken. Oh man. Come on now. My Stop friend it. said, she said, the way you sprinkled that lemon pepper on that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize that those were meal options. I've seen those TikTok accounts where the dude is like cooking next to the river and he's like cutting up meat. But I thought he was just out there being extra. I'm just be honest. I, no, I thought he, he was is. being extra. He is. I know. He, <laughs> he is. He'd be smacking the meat and stuff. You right? and your dog is not out. You drove. Your car is behind you. But it's okay. 
But you talked about what you bring for the weather. You talked about what you bring for cooking. You talked about what you bring to enjoy different activities. Well, obviously, if we're going to be outside for extended periods of time, we also got to bring some bathroom prep. What does that look like for y'all uh, camping gear? Yeah, I keep a I keep a thing called a toilet kit. I've never had to actually like do a number two in the woods like ever uh, because there's always kind of been like a toilet available for me. And but whenever I do pee outside, I do have to like use tissue and wipes and stuff. And I put those in a Ziploc bag and take them out with me so I won't have to litter it. And then I use hand sanitizer to clean my hands until I can get to some water. But that's pretty much it. Are you bringing everything you need or do you have to go into like your local supply stores while you're out there for a weekend or even for an extended trip? Yeah, you could just bring everything. So first of all, I want to say this. Once you buy camping stuff, you never have to pick up stuff again unless you break it. So we have our tent, we have our tarp, we have our lighting, we have our bedding and we have like our toilet kit or whatever in our kitchen kit that we bring everywhere. And we've only bought that once. And so yeah, this has been a three year bag. kit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we just have it in the back and we pull it out and we just make sure we go down a list. That's the same list that we always use to make sure that we have everything. Only time we have to buy stuff is if we need the fuel because we cannot fly with the butane or propane. So you have to pick that up on the other end. But that's usually the only thing that we buy. And then our food. So we won't have to worry about buying mm-hmm. it. But you make sure you have enough fuel and enough food when you go out so that, you you know, you sort of can just be out there until the trip is over. Yeah. So it it depends on what you're trying to do. Like if there's a lot of options for food, you can get dehydrated meals. You don't have to Mm -hmm. worry about it going bad. You don't have to worry about cooking it. You don't have to worry about having pots and pans. You just eat it in a bag. You just need a spoon. You put the hot water. Or you can be like us. You can bring all the pots, all the pans, all the seasoned meat that's frozen, put it in the cooler, let it defrost um, on the on the hood of the car or something while you do your chores. And you can make lamb chops and you can make potatoes (laughs) and you can do all of those fancy things. But at the end of the day, it's not necessarily something that you have to do. Mm -hmm. You can take the minimal approach or you can take the maximal approach or you can take a middle ground. That's another beauty about camping. It allows you to build your own adventure. The City of Chicago Department of Business Affairs and Consumer Protection offers a free entrepreneur certificate program for future and current business owners in Chicago. Participants must complete six webinars within six months in designated webinar categories. Graduates are eligible to apply for the CIBC Bank USA Entrepreneur Loan Program, a bank partner with BACP. The longstanding program was created to support startup or early stage small businesses, gain entrepreneur training with important working capital. Since the program launched, more than 1,000 Chicago entrepreneurs and business owners have successfully completed the program. Completing the process is as easy as one, two, three. Number one, register by signing up at chicago.gov slash BACP certificate. Number two, attend six webinars by registering for upcoming webinars at chicago.gov slash BACP webinars. And number three, graduate from the program and you'll receive your digital certificate and information on connecting with CIBC Bank USA. To learn more about the BACP Entrepreneur Certificate Program, please visit chicago.gov slash BACP certificate.
we talked about a lot of the things you need to make sure you have. So let's start talking about where to camp nearby. What are some of y'all best recommendations for someone who's camping, but they don't want to hike too much? Yeah. So um, our favorite local camping spots, uh, you can camp in Indiana Dunes if you can get a spot. And they even have this really awesome group spot that you can rent. And then Warren Dunes is really beautiful. It's a little bit further out, just about an extra 30, 45 minutes out. Um, and then we also have Bullfrog Lake, which is here in, um, out in Palos, which is just like 30 minutes from the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as like, those are my favorite, like easily accessible that is guaranteed to have some beautiful fall foliage. Okay. Um, and you can always get a spot. Oh, actually Spicer Lake is a good one, but I don't know if they have camping. If you want to see the foliage, Spicer Lake is the most bomb place to go to see the colors. Okay. And if you want to stay close to the city and see the colors, I would recommend you uh, visit the uh, Glenview Woods. They be popping oh, yeah. straight. Oh, yeah. No, Glenview Woods is really nice. <laughs> Glenview yeah. Woods is really nice. Chi-Chi Pinkwall Woods is really nice in the fall Ooh. as well. That's right nearby. But when you're thinking about camping, Indiana Dunes, you mentioned Warren Dunes. Bullfrog Lake. Those are three, I think those are three good ones for people who are trying to stay close. And you talked about some of the reasons you like there. You can get a spot, you can see the colors. What are some of the other activities that you could do between those three? You can play on the dunes. You can, I always wanted to bring my little unicorn floaty to slide down the dunes on. You can do that. I've always yeah. wanted to do that deep down inside, but I don't know if that would be the end of my flotation device, but... <laughs> That's what I would like to do. Um, and then you can, if it's nice enough, you could take a, you could swim in the lake. Um, you could play ball on the beach. We like to bring little games with us. We have like this miniature Connect Four. We bring Uno. We be out there beefing. We had but a beach honestly, party last year. No, but we had a legit beach party like the last time we had an event back in August. But you can do the same kind of thing in the fall season, especially in Indiana Dunes, Warren Dunes, where, because it's a different way to experience Lake Michigan. Because, like, yeah. if you're from the city, you, it's crowded. It's a lot sometimes. Yeah, but if you yeah. ride around the coast, the, the little shoreline a little bit, hop in around Indiana Dunes. Now, this is where you want to hit a hike, where you take, like, a little 45-minute hike. You hit the beach. It's no one. Exclusive. Yeah. So y'all talked about some easy spots to get to. You know, you might be able to find um, like some easy campgrounds accessible. Um, are there any spots maybe a little further out, a little more hardcore where you have to pack a little bit extra? You plan on being out there that maybe you got to get on a train or go uh, go a little bit further out for? Devil's Lake. Devil's Lake and Shawnee. Okay. Uh, uh, Devil's yeah. Lake and then uh, Shawnee uh, National uh, Forest, which is in Southern Illinois. Shawnee National Forest is amazing. Amazing. Put us go on. Ahead. Paint the yeah. picture for me. What are we going to see if we go? Beautiful bluffs, cliffs, uh, uh, what is called sandstone or limestone rocks, um, the amazing sun, sunsets, um, beautiful hikes. You can walk through like giant rocks. You can like walk through them. It's really fun. Valleys um, and canyons as far as the eye mm-hmm. can see. It looks nothing like Illinois. You would think you're in I don't even know you somewhere. It ain't here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw y'all doing a little bit more than hiking, a little bit more than camping. Y'all got into the glamping lifestyle, right? For the people who not willing to commit to sleeping in a tent, right? If they want a little comfort, a toilet that flushes, can y'all tell us about glamping options that people can find near Chicago? First of all, we just found out about glamping. I just <laughs> want everybody to know that we are not original glampers, but 
the algorithm and the um what do you call it the analytics told us that y'all like glamping more than y'all like camping so we decided <laughs> that we would just go and find camping glamping places and so we found well we didn't find this place cam tell them what happened so <laughs> camp uh a spot we recently visited the uh, camp aramony reached out to us um, I will have to say that is a pretty nice facility. It's located about two hours away down in near Oglesby, Illinois. Um, right outside of it, you got Madison State Park, Starved Rock. Now, the thing about glamping, uh, I feel you still can get a very good con- conceptual idea of the outdoors, but we all understand the comfort and the need for security at night. People don't want to just lay their head down on anything. Sometimes, I ain't gonna lie to you, it takes us a couple of hours to get used to our first location. And then as time proceeds, as we're at certain spots, it makes it a lot easier. But comfort is very important. And if it helps ease you into it, by all means, spin the bread and feel good <laughs> at night. I have no problem with it. But it, it's all yeah. about getting outdoors. Uh, mm-hmm. Camp Aramoni. And we recently found another one um, down in Shawnee. Telling you all about Shawnee, Chicagoans. Get in the car, Shawnee uh, Hills, nigga, Shawnee's Hills glamping, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they have domes. It's like and a snow globe. Yeah. Yeah. And they're open all year round. So that's a plus. Camp Aramony is only open spring to fall. Y'all have done the camping outside. You've done the glamping. Obviously, one is a little bit more cost effective. But how much more does it cost to go glamping than just, you know, pitching your tit out outdoors? It, de- it depends on a lot of things. Do you if you already have camping stuff like it's going to cost you ten dollars a night plus gas to go camping if you already have it. But um, if you want to go glamping, I think honestly, I kind of I don't think it's all I personally do not believe that it's all that accessible or affordable to go glamping. You could like glamping costs the same amount as going to like a nice five star hotel somewhere. Okay. So like it just really is the it's the trade off. Like, do you want to do that or do you want to do this? Because it's not very much of a difference. Like glamping has all the amenities, really nice beds, hot shower, the best showers I've ever actually had, <laughs> and and so like. And then they have drinks and they have restaurants and some of them include food and they be having hot tubs. And so that's comparable to a hotel, to a luxury hotel. So it just really depends if you want to spend that money. So like some places cost upward of $400 a night. Mm-hmm. Oh, some of them is way more than that. <laughs> no, I, I imagine so, especially if we're, we're thinking about it next to it, to like a hotel. But I imagine there's a middle ground there, right? Some people, if you go in a few hours away, but you don't want to camp the entire time, you could, you know, find a motel, find a local hotel or or, or even like a, um, a or an Airbnb type situation. National parks, they actually have other options. They have these, uh, they have cabins and they have yurts and they're just a shelter and it has a little electricity and a little heat. But it's not like they don't have shower, like super. They don't have showers. They have like bathrooms that everybody uses. But it's still better than laying on the ground in your tent and not being sure of the weather, you know, or the wind is blowing really hard. And so there are different types of accommodations that like people can choose based on their uh, comfortability. But that's why we try to showcase each and every way that you can possibly be outside because I feel like on social media, it makes you believe that if you're not doing like extreme sports outdoors or if you're not camping or roughing it in the woods, you're not outside. But that's that's, yeah, that's not true. It's not true. Yeah, that's not true. You can do you can do outside in so many other ways. Yeah. 
for the the camping skeptics, for the people who listen to this conversation and they need a little bit of extra motivation, you know, I'm pointing at myself a little bit. What is your best pitch to get into it, to go beyond hiking um, and, and maybe trying, whether it's staying outdoors, whether it's staying nearby, uh, but giving camping a, a, a fair shot? It'll save you some money. Like, come on, y'all want to go everywhere. Y'all want to travel. A hotel take up a third of your budget. So if you want to save a little bit more money and shake a little bit more booty in the club, eat a little bit better food, have a little bit more fun and flexibility with your flight, you better just go camping. It's cheaper that way. (laughs) If that don't move, y'all know what will. Facts. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I'm going to be really honest. So, like, I was a skeptic even when we began this whole thing. But, like, if you remember, I remember back in the day, me and my pops used to go fishing a lot. And in that tranquil of a little bit of time, it was only, like, three, four hours. But it was so contrast from what we left back in the city that it kind of, like, left an imprint that I refound it in my later years when I was down in college, down in Missouri. You know, Missouri got a little different landscape than the city of Chicago, mm-hmm. you know. Ain't no concrete, ain't no skyscraper to be seen, <laughs> sir. The tallest thing is the post office. But the outdoor and the nature, it was kind of like, okay. I, it, it reminded me of a feeling. And it was a, it, to allow me to, like, view different things, you know, have different experiences mm-hmm. and open up. Like, aren't you bored? Don't you want to try something <laughs> new? Seriously, I always be like, don't you yeah, want to try like, something it's, new? Yeah, because I know there's a restaurant here in Chicago. Like, I, I know the club going to be lit. I heard a silent party's popping. Ooh, they got bubbles in the club. Wow. But have you seen, ever seen a comet? Like, yeah, in the sky? Like, I did that. Like, have you ever seen a star? Have you ever watched a satellite travel across at night? Have you ever yes. kicked in and just watched the Milky Way? Man, I ain't, I only seen that in like the little Discovery Channel thing. We saw the Milky Way. It looked just like the pictures. You see the nebula. It's wild. Yes, we saw a wild comet before a, a really big fat shooting star in Pitcher Rock. Like it was in the sky for like five seconds. It was our faces was just like lit up because you can. It was the whole sky turned like bright, and we was like, "Oh my God, was it a comet?" But. <laughs> The thing about it is, like, we stay within our comfort zone, and we are really okay with that. And so as long as you're okay with your level that's of That's our biggest thing. I swear that's our biggest thing. Do what's comfortable yeah. for you, and you will and gradually take your steps outside. Because this mm-hmm. has been an entire journey from the very first time we went out to, like, the Grand Teton Yellowstone where we started this. Uh, we completely brought every single thing from a friend. And then we've been, from that set that we borrowed, we've built our inventory bit by bit and kind of made it comfortable to our standard but uh like take your time yeah dip your feet in like start Mm -hmm. small like just start hiking first like you just totally Mm -hmm. against camping just start hiking start walking around find a local park just find and and then find a reason to like outdoors if you run do trail running if you run do trail running and sometimes you you didn't listen to that album you kind of wanted to listen to Play that 45 minutes and walk around some of the most beautiful nature in your nearby area and then try to gain a joy for it. It will lead you to the other concepts of glamping, camping, so on and so forth. Again, I'm I'm very proud of y'all. I'm so happy to follow y'all journey. Shout out to Chevy and Cam, the duo behind Black People Outside. Appreciate y'all making time for City Cash Chicago inside. Anytime. Yeah, see ya. 
before I let you go, we want to know about you. Are you more of a camper, a glamper, or neither? Take our Hey Chicago poll. You can find it in the show notes. Of course, we got to give you some good news. This Saturday, the Chicago Park District and Japanese Cultural Center are hosting a moon viewing festival at Jackson Park. Starting at 8 o'clock, there'll be music, poetry, and performances in the Garden of the Phoenix. Also this Saturday, if you can't make it to Jackson Park, you've got the Mid-Autumn Fest in Uptown and the El Paseo Harvest Fest in Pilsen. Weather and time permitted, there are plenty of chances to get in the fall mood outside this weekend, so don't miss your chances. I'm going to talk to you bright and early tomorrow morning. Make sure you're here. Peace. Let me get this mic a little bit closer. A little bit closer. There we go. Oh, are we practicing our accents from other countries? I don't know where mine was from, and I damn sure don't know where yours was from. Definitely. <laughs> All right, let's get it started. Don't put that in there. <laughs>